Welcome to Ashamed of Thrones, your weekly recap and review podcast for HBO's 2019 President's Cup winner of a TV show, A Game of Thrones. My name is Doug, and with me, as always, is Brian. Brian, how are you doing? Good. How are you, Doug? Great. No more sleeps. We're in it. Season 8 has arrived. Uh, and to celebrate, yes. we've got a special guest, Face. How are you doing, Face? I'm fantastic. How are you? Terrific. Now, Face. You're a returning champion. Uh, I think you said last time you were on, it was during one of our uh, the long rewatch project that we had going on, where we watched every fucking episode and podcasted about it years after it come it had come on. Right? Boy, That's that correct. seems like a mistake in retrospect. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast seems like a mistake in retrospect. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus! But uh, did you did you just watch one episode just out of nowhere, or did you like? Try to like watch a few episodes to keep in touch with the podcast, or do you just go and try? Do you remember? Um, I watched the one episode we were going to discuss about that day. Um, now I had planned to go back and watch the entire series uh, up to season eight, um, but yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, it seems like a mistake, right? I, th- I think I wa- we watched uh, rewatched season seven. I think that was enough. What do you think, Brian? Yeah, that was enough. But I, I I have watched it a few times. I just had it on in the background while working or doing something else. Uh, I usually always have TV on in the background. So kind of pop in and pay attention when the good parts are on and just zone out for the rest of it. So I've watched it a few times through. All right. So let's talk about this hype. Uh, I feel like the hype is a like a ludicrous amount. Like there's like uh, I saw some old people on Facebook dressed up terribly to go to a game of thrones watch party um it like the hype is just out of control um mm-hmm. it's like a super bowl thing where people who don't know anything are watching it and i can't wait for the show to be over just to i don't know enjoy it and and get into a conversation with someone who knows what they're talking about i don't know it's just it's just too much and i think the uh the hype machine is kind of ruining it a little bit i think it ruined your expectations right brian uh, yeah, so I didn't, yeah, I was disappointed with this episode because I figured there'd be play setting to some extent, some additional reunions, but I figured more would happen to propel the story forward. And I felt like 80 to 90% of this was, uh, was table setting and not really anything that really moved the story forward very much. And so we know all these things have to happen, uh, to close out the series. And now we're short another hour on doing the, the major things that are supposed to happen. So, how quickly is the battle with the undead yeah. going to be? How quickly is the you know the campaign uh, down in Winter or King's Landing? I mean, it just seems like they have so little time left and to waste it on what seemed like a lot of, of uh, unnecessary scenes in this episode uh, was frustrating to me. I, I agree with some of that. Uh, Face, what are your initial impressions or overall opinion of this uh, season eight episode one? Well, I was also disappointed, and I think you're you're we're talking about this right away. It, it is because of the hype. I, I don't think it was necessarily a poor episode, but when you wait so long in between the last episode and the and the next new one, it's just you, your expectations are so high. And I, I agree completely with Brian. This is mostly table setting based on what I looked at. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a slightly more optimistic view than you guys because I uh, assumed it was gonna be table setting and nothing was gonna happen. And that we'd have to wait for probably episode three for shit to happen, and then we're going to throw a bunch of bullshit at us, like chaotic bullshit. And they kind of did that 
uh, to the extent that they're going to lose the impact. And I feel like they lost impact on some of the things they even did today or uh, in this episode because it seemed rushed. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you. Uh, this was just like reminding everybody what's going on uh, as if the fucking like five minute montage bullshit that they had before the opening credit sequence uh, wasn't enough. Um, but I, I didn't mind it. I thought it was a solid setup episode. But yeah, shit needs to start happening. Uh, and I feel like they did. There were nice moments, and I feel like they fucked up other ones. Let's get into it. All right, let's All start, right. start with this good. fucking credit sequence. Why the fuck did they have to redo it? God, I that disagree. irritated me too. <laughs> I thought this was the best part of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> what you can see inside the toys? Fuck you. I thought I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I know that. I, know the story. I, yeah, I thought it sucked too. <laughs> All right. You know what's interesting, though? Every other season, the season opener has begun with some sort of cold open, and they did not have one for this episode. And apparently it was because D&D consider season seven and eight all kind of one big season. Yeah, that sounds like a convenient excuse for... Uh, that laziness. sounds like something these people would think was interesting. <laughs> yeah, uh, what I did... I, I, so, like, I can understand, like, messing with the toys and stuff, but what I didn't understand what was going on with the compass thing with the sun, and I, I, like, paused it to, like, figure out what was going on. So, in the past, there were, like, three times they cup to this compass thing in the sun, and it basically was telling the story of, like, the Doom of Valeria was, like, the first thing we see. Uh, and then we saw uh, all the... Uh, whatever... The, all the animals, like the the lion that represents the Lannisters and the wolf of the Starks, bowing down to a dragon, I think. And then they showed Robert's Rebellion, in which the stag was victorious, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like recapping the story up till then. This time, did you guys notice what was on the fucking uh, compass thing? No, I didn't. Oh. All right, let's do it quick. So the first thing is like... What appears to be a dragon setting fire to something, what looks like a rock or cliff face, but there's like an army under him. So I don't know if that's the wagon train scene. I don't know. Uh, the next image was, oh, a lion with, an, with a fish in its mouth. And basically that's River Run and I guess the mm-hmm. Lannisters uh, kicking their asses. And then you had the twins, which two castles with a hung wolf, hanged wolf. Can you hung a wolf or is it hanged? Anyway, the wolf is strung up with arrows in it. And, <laughs> what if you uh, hanged a hung wolf? Yeah, man. Imagine the dong on that wolf. Um, <laughs> but And then there's a random guy off to the side holding a wolf's head. And, uh, I mean, they decapitated two wolves. I'm guessing the the decapitated wolf head is representing Ramsey and Shaggy Dog as opposed to the other decapitated wolf, which was Rob Stark at the uh, mm-hmm. Red Wedding. So, and then the last one, it looks like four dragons in the sky, and then a comet, uh, or spaceship, as I hope. <laughs> but what the fuck is that? What I mean, what are they trying to do? Like recap recent history in that thing? What the fuck is that? Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what are you? What are you really looking for here? I mean, they're just. Why do they change? Why do they have to change that? Why? I mean, I can understand. Listen, so the toys in the opening sequence, great. We're only going to be in three locations, and as soon as they showed that like one castle, and I didn't catch the name of it, uh, that turned out to be the Umbers home. I was like, oh, that's just some like we're going to be there for a minute as the like walk walkers roll through it or something. And sure enough, that was the case. So understand, they're only going to be in Winterfell, and they're only going to be in King's Landing right. for the most part. So I understand you have to like flesh that out. What I don't understand is why they had to like fuck with the the murals on the the sun compass thing. I don't know. 
I just found it odd. I didn't even notice that. But, I know. I mean, the reason they did it is because they're only going to be in a couple of locations. I think no, previously I they, would, they would show at least four locations plus where Danny was um, that were going to be featured in the episode. Obviously, they're only going to be in a couple of places here. So That's, I mean, that's literally what I just said. I understand why yeah. they, they, they went inside the castles and they drew out what being in Winterfell longer and being in King's Landing. I was just wondering why they fucked with the Sun Tapestry, which... I don't. I don't know. Didn't need to be fucked with because it didn't. Wasn't like they showed it to us any longer. Didn't need any more time. Moving on. Yeah, please. <laughs> Jesus. This is what it's going to be like. So if you guys aren't into it, fucking turn it <laughs> off right now. Go home. Uh, okay. Uh, so yeah, the show opens with this bullshit where Danny's Danny comes in and they're trying to really like evoke the first episode with uh, Robert arriving at Winterfeld and now this time it's Danny. Uh, yes. I didn't like it. I'm sorry, you didn't like it? No. No, I didn't either. I didn't either. I, I just a complete waste of time. I guess it's fan service and that it's showing us something that we probably remember, but uh, who gave a shit and what was the purpose of it? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, right? and I, this actually, this was somewhat frustrating because we have Danny riding in with her dragons flying overhead, and she just is so smug on her on her horse when the dragon flies over top. And for someone who's going into a foreign country and trying to work together with them, her smugness and using the dragons to intimidate people, I think it was a very poorly calculated move. And I would think Tyrion would have, or John would have advised her, but Tyrion, I mean, was even doing at this point. Well, and, I mean, she could have arrived on top of the dragon flying in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she could have, sure. But I, I think she was smug enough <laughs> either way during the scene. I, I don't know. I think they're just her running in and showing power to them. Uh, it doesn't seem like the best move for, especially with Northerners, who are people who are kind of regarded as uh, stoic and, and not Backwards. accepting of outsiders. Yeah, so Inbred. why why would she take that tact? It just seems stupid. And it, but that was kind of a theme of Danny throughout this episode. I felt. Yeah, they're definitely. But uh, let's 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 speak on that. I feel like they're just manufacturing this like schism. They're they're like manufacturing the conflict even before it happens between. Who's a better ruler for the kingdom? Like, who's a better Targaryen, John or Danny? Right. Uh, they're laying the groundwork for that, and I already uh, just let it happen. I don't know. Uh, face any strong feelings? I know you didn't like it, but no. I mean, I think you guys hit it. I, I really think that they just used the scene to get some characters on the screen for the only time the entire episode, like Grey Worm and the other chick he's with. Yeah. Um, you don't see them all the rest of the episode, so it's just like. Hey, here, here. don't forget, here she's coming here, and that was just the end of it. That was kind of funny, because it's presumably the first time that uh, most of the people here in Winterfell have ever seen a person of color in their lives. So that was probably part of the staring. One other thing I did notice, and I'm surprised, Doug, that you didn't notice this, because you like all the pretty outfits so much, (laughs) is the Dothraki, if you looked at them, they had like uh, what looked like a mix of different clothing. They had um, stuff underneath their, you know, their normal just whatever rabbit pelts or whatever they wear, and apparently um, it's supposed to be uh, the armor from dead Lannisters that That's they awesome. killed. I didn't notice that. Yeah. At all. I didn't. I thought it looked weird, and then I looked on, online, and somebody said that um, that's what it was. They were layering, layering their Dothraki gear over top of Lannister dead soldiers, um, things to keep them warmer. That, so that sounds like a, a layer of sophisticated world building that this show usually doesn't go into. That's so I appreciate that. That's great. Oh, it was almost certainly an accident. Okay, yeah, <laughs> it's just a recycling old props, I guess. Yeah, exactly. 
one thing though is uh fucking Tyrion made the joke after I said it out loud to my wife. Um because oh, I saw on. the the unsullied marching and I was like, they must be freezing their balls off. And I said, No, wait, don't have any balls. And then Tyrion fucking said it. So about Varys, but still. Um I could write the show. Yeah. I that was that was lame. Yep. Thought, it was awful. But... It was awfully lame. A lot of bad habits. A lot of a lot of reasons why you're like, okay, that's why this show is not uh stellar. It's a good show, but um Okay, so they arrive and then Bran's a fucking creep right off the bat, right? <laughs> that's the one thing I have about the arrival. Bran is just a fucking weirdo. Cause what does he say? Everybody's like, John's like, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. How's how's everybody doing? And Bran's like, we don't have time for this. Uh, your your dragon's been killed and turned into a zombie, and I've also seen your titties, and they look weird. <laughs> like, what is he? And that should have been the that. I mean, that why didn't D and D listen to him? For fuck's sake! Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah. that's the line that addressed the entire show. We don't have time for all this. I mean, jeez. But like, no one took the the news that the Night King resurrected the dragon and used it to break down the wall. Nobody was taken aback by that too much. They were taken aback by guests by, oh, they're coming. But they weren't like, fuck, what are we going to do now? Which is probably a more appropriate yeah. reaction. Right. Because they're also the, saying, like, the, the, your saviors, your, your saviors have arrived. I mean, why are you out there staring at them? And then it also goes into when they have the town hall meeting later, how all of these idiot northerners are, are you know, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah. But I mean, not, they're saviors there. I don't understand I, I what they really want. Yeah. That's another one. So like the, I fought the little kid, the umber kid who ends up dead later. He summed up the situation rather well. And then they, they fuck it up by like having everybody regurgitate the same thing. So he just says, uh, you know, she asked why I haven't heard the guys, uh, the umber forces had arrived. And he's like, we don't have enough wagons or something. And then he says, my lady, uh, my yeah. lord, uh, my queen, or whatever. So I thought that was like a nice economy of like summing up the the conflict. But then they just devolve with like the little girl, uh, the Mormon girl, basically just bitching about like, why are you bending the knee to this person? And I feel like John had to repeat himself, and we heard it like last season several times. He's like, this shit doesn't matter. Let's just survive, and then we'll figure it out later. Like, oh, I flipped one eighty on that. That sassy adolescent. Um, I thought she was funny. That in small doses, I thought it was funny. But now, like she's the only person in the north standing up and saying these things. Right. Um, you know, I I I've, I think I flipped on her. You know, I was a big fan before. Well, they don't have any other like northern lords. Like I think the Glover guy who they mentioned, maybe he just went off to do, I don't know, community theater, and he's like, no, I can't do Game of Thrones, which is why I didn't show up. I don't know. But there is no Northern Lords. They have Royce, but he's from the fucking Vale, and they seem to be going along with whatever. They're like, we're just here. Happy to be here. Yeah, and Glover already had like a Mia culpa right. because he refused aid before. So now, like, after him giving a speech about believing in John, now he's doing the same thing that he said. I, I would imagine he said he'd never do again. So, also kind of silly. Yeah, and I didn't like uh, Tyrion going, all right, I'll smooth this all over. <laughs> fucking sister's yeah. coming up here with the Lannister forces. It's just setting up Tyrion to be a, a fucking idiot again. And I just, even later when, uh, we'll jump around. So, like, Tyrion and Davos and Varys are all on the wall talking and stuff. I was like, all these guys used to be interesting characters, and now they don't do anything. Mm-hmm. They're just there. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that assessment. Ever since Tyrion uh, provided the bad advice on the um, attacking 
Uh, Dragonstone. Was it Dragonstone? No, it was the other one. The Lan- the seat of the Lannisters. Yeah, uh, uh, not Lannisport, Casterly Rock. Yeah, yeah. But so, I don't know. I mean, I'm wondering how much of this is setting up. Um, it's, people are going to betray other people. So, I think we're going to have to look at this in retrospect to see how, how the treatment of these characters is after we figure out who turns on who, because you know the big theory is that maybe two, or one of the theories is that Tyrion might turn on the North, but you know, so I mean, I could see. I mean, somebody Gosh, can turn on John, but yeah. that would be annoying because that's already happened, it, and it would see like right. John didn't learn a goddamn thing from getting murdered when he was a Lord Commander at the Night Watch. If he gets right. fucked over again, yes. And what this is one of the themes of this entire episode is it seems like they are. Uh, in, purposefully inserting wedges in these characters that don't really make a whole lot of, between the characters right. that don't necessarily make a whole lot of sense. Um, I don't know. It just seems like nobody's taking if they're taking these little squabbles about who has the power now, as opposed to let's worry about the Night's King. Uh, it just seems uh, short-sighted and manufactured to me. I agree, and it seems like uh, what we dealt with with Ar- Arya and Sansa last season, where we're like, why are they hate right. each other? It seems like this is coming out of nowhere. Yes, yes, that's exactly what it is. You're right. And the entire episode is like this, too. Where, where it's just the infighting, the squabbles. Why are you all coming together to fight this guy if you're just going to bitch yeah. and moan about it the entire time? Like, it's just, it's irritating. Yeah. It'd be one thing if they were like, we still don't believe that they're, I'm here because you, you want me to be here. I'm a loyal Stark guy, but I still don't believe that there's dead people. Like, even if there was that, like, it's just, for right now, they're just... Do you believe that there are reanimated zombies coming to kill us all? Well, yes. If you do believe that, then all this other shit should should not be important. And if you don't believe that, what the fuck are they all doing there? Right. All right. So bad dialogue. Here we go. Um, and the worst part about this is they go to the well twice. Whoever wrote this episode, whoever approved it. Sansa says, what do dragons eat anyway? And then oh, God. Any, any child could come up with a response. Whatever they want. And when Danny said that, I was like, fuck, that's not good. And then they do it again later in the episode where John goes to ride Drogon or whatever, Rhaegal. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But he's like, what do I hold on to? Whatever you can. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. The same fucking. That interaction, that, that interaction was infuriating. I mean, I understand. I don't really don't understand Sansa, what she's supposed to be at this point, other than them trying to set up a conflict yeah. between her and other people. It's the only explanation between or for her behavior. It's just them trying to manufacture um, these wedges between the, each of the characters. Well, they say they say what they're trying to do with Sansa because somebody calls her smart at two different times in this episode. So, like you know, uh, you know, they say show something, don't say something. And they're they're mm-hmm. not doing that. There's so at one point Arya says, when John starts to question Sansa or getting after when they re- reunite. So John and Arya reunite. It's kind of like sweet for a second. They whip out their dicks or their phallic uh, swords and they compare them. Uh, and then John starts bitching about Sansa right away. And they're like, what the fuck is this? Right. Um, but Arya in the same conversations like Sansa's the smartest person I've ever met. Okay, great. You're telling me that. Terrific. And then once again, when Sansa has a conversation with Tyrion, he's just like, I thought you were smarter than that. Or Sansa like says, you used to be the smartest person, or I thought you were the smartest person in the world. Once again, sending her up to be smarter than the smartest person in the world. You see what I mean? Like they're trying to make her smart, but to what end? Yeah. 
To what end? And right? I, I just don't buy it either. Right. Because she might have had the experiences to be wiser, but she's never had that much processing power in the first place, you know? Right. So, she's never had the, the ability to implement what she's learned. The right. only time she's implemented what she learned was not telling John that she had a secret army coming to help her out and getting a lot of people killed. Um, yeah, which, I mean, that was a terrible move. If they just would have waited a day or a few hours, then it would have been, I mean, presumably the Starks would have lost a lot less people. Right. You know, I mean, it's, that's terrible strategy. Right, so I don't know what they're doing with Sansa, but they're just going to make her a pain in the ass. She's just, she's not a character, she's not a person, she's just like a potential conflict waiting to happen. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah, let's, uh, unless you guys want to... Uh, Talk about anything else. Let's talk about the dragon ride. So, <laughs> Ugh. odd. So I got I got to say, like I didn't mind the actual dragon ride once they got into the air. I thought the I was like you know awed by the CGI and the uh, the music, and it seemed like a you know ET or something, or like a boy that you know I don't know, like a little kid gets to go on an adventure or something. Um, but, like, they just blow by the fact that somebody else is riding a dragon. I mean, I guess technically other people have, quote, ridden a dragon, but nobody's drove it. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. But, but he's never really driving either, because every time you see him on the dragon, he's about ready to fall off. So how is he actually controlling the dragon? Well, I think the one time he controls it is to get it to land when Danny, like, keeps flying and looks over his shoulder like, oh. Like, because that was kind of awkward, right? <laughs> Yeah, he's on, on that thing. I went off, I went off, I went off, I went right. off. <laughs> like a kid in teacups or something. Yeah, very awkward. And I don't, why don't they have fucking saddles on these things? You know, I think the books, ha- they yeah. say that they do have saddles, yeah. which makes sense because, I mean, it's such a suspension of disbelief to think that you could just grab onto one of the spikes and the thing's just doing barrel rolls and shit out there and you don't fall off. I mean, it, it just seems so silly to me. And I don't know why Danny wouldn't have, you know, tried to fix that at this point, but. Why do you need logic? You don't. Uh, but then there's the makeout session where, like, John, <laughs> John gets into the staring match with uh, Drogon, which I found to be silly, but I kind of enjoyed despite myself. I was just like, "This is dumb," and then I laughed. Yeah. I was like, oh, "Okay, okay, it's kind of." I didn't mind it. Yeah, to to go back to what you were saying about. She should have flipped out that John was right. able to ride this thing. I mean, that should have been told her right away. Oh, he must be Targaryen because or something's I, up. Like, yeah, uh, this is not normal, right? No, no. I think that I suppose I, I glanced through some of the wiki type stuff, but uh, I think generally the the lore is that uh, dragons will kill people, even like Targaryens with weak bloodlines. Because only certain people can ride them, even if you're not a Targaryen. Like, you have to have the blood as a starting point, Targaryen blood. But then you also have to be able to bond with the dragon beyond that. So for him to just kind of walk up and jump on and ride around, um, you know, it doesn't make sense in the universe. And I don't know that we've seen anybody, though, in the show try to ride them, but... Um, it's just, it just for her to not be freaking out about it. I, I don't know. Yeah. It kind of pissed me off. Yeah. I don't think they need to go into the whole, uh, backstory about, you know, I don't know, people trying to ride the dragons and some Targaryens. I think they just need to say that, uh, I don't know. Just no any one, amount of surprise. Yeah. Just, just be a little bit surprised. Like that, that shouldn't be possible. You know, that's all they needed. One line of dialogue to say that's impossible. Well, I'm doing it. And then. But then, like, he would have to take the initiative to do it, and that would have made more sense. I thought that was one of the things we speculated on. Like, 
instead of her going, hey, why don't you try to ride my fucking dragon because no one else has been able to do it or that seems like the craziest thing in the world, he just decided to ride a dragon because need necessitated it and then it would have been like a magical thing like, oh, you know what I mean? Like instead of her saying, you know, why don't you jump on and try to ride – like that just doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. I, but was it necessary to begin with? I mean the whole scene started with, with – with- the dragon's not eating much, and they didn't even really flesh that out at all. No. Oh, they're, you know, I feel bad because they're not eating much because they're cold, blah, 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 blah. But is it necessary to then take a joyride on your dragons if they're not eating a lot? I, I, I was hoping that it ended with them, like, finding, like, a herd of deer and setting them on fire so the dragons could eat. And that would have made more sense. You're right. Uh, exactly. about the same thing. Uh, but no, they're like, hey, let's just burn more calories, um, even though the dragons aren't taking in any. Uh, whatever. All right, so yeah. let's move past that unpleasantness. Um, well, that I, you know, that also the uh, th- this is one of many parallels to prior episodes, but the makeout scene, um, you know, I want to stay here for a thousand years and I'm gonna find this very similar to the one that he had yeah. with Egret when they went in the cave. I mean, I just wonder if this means that he, if they're trying to telegraph that uh, he is going to turn on her and kill her um, in the show, which might make sense if the uh, Zora High thing, you have to kill two. Two wives or whatever to become a Zora High. I don't know how that stuff works, but I think you know what I'm referring to, Doug. I know what you're referring to, but it shows you did not go back and listen to the conversation that we had about uh, the theories. No, oh, uh, I blocked it all out. Yeah, yeah. but basically, uh, Zora High has to uh, kill, sacrifice uh, something he cares about greatly. Um, in the in the you know that's the metaphor. The specifics of the metaphor is his wife, but could easily be Danny killing John. But they're really setting up John to be like the true guy. Um, and Danny, they're already questioning her motives and we'll get into the whole, <laughs> you burned my dad and brother thing later. All right, let's yeah. jump down to, Ugh. uh, fucking, um, uh, King's Landing where Cersei receives news that from Kyburn that the dead have crossed uh, the wall and she's like, good. <laughs> and then she receives, um, fucking, uh, the Golden Company and, uh, urine uh, but before then, Urine goes to <laughs> Urine Greyjoy goes to taunt uh, Asha. Oh, Yara, that's what they call her in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, was, I said, "Why the fuck are they keeping her alive?" And then I answered my question later. Oh, just so she could get rescued. There, there's no reason to keep her alive. Uh, and I hate Euron more than anything. What a terrible casting! I think worst character in the show. By it's far. up there for me. Think about Charles Dance and think about Tywin Lannister. Think about how amazing that performance. When you look back on it, you're like, wow, that was that was good. Almost every time he was on the screen, you enjoyed it. Hell, even uh, the Queen of Thorns. And then they pull this guy. <laughs> and I feel bad for him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he, like, you know, he probably adopts, rescues, uh, probably pays his taxes on time, all that shit. Uh, but this guy fucking sucks, and the character kind of sucks. I don't want nothing to do with any of the Ironborn. Uh, they're like, to me, they're like Dorn. Just get rid of them. Uh, especially yeah. since I don't see what role they play. Besides well, being, well, they don't funny. play any. They go. They're going to go home. <laughs> so what? I mean, basically, we had to have this redemption story for Theon, which goddamn that that it was so stupid. The was attack the and mute? just suddenly was the King's Moot necessary for Theon's redemption arc. I mean, just all of it. This story, this entire storyline has been bungled, and I, you know, I mean, it's a product of the D and D not having a, a a blueprint for how to handle these people. I'm assuming, but the D and D have absolutely bungled this so bad. Um, 
it's unbelievable. So now I wonder, are we going to get um, a rescue story of that uh, the one lady from Dorn that we hate? I, I is, that, is that on the table? It could be. Um, maybe. I don't know. Uh, it would make sense, I guess, for like maybe the second battle in uh, King's Landing, if there is one. Um, yeah. For maybe, I don't know, somehow the Dornish army, which is untouched, uh, comes into play here. All right. Yeah, so I, well, mean, I don't... So, so this we can cover both of these scenes involving these these the Greyjoy trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah do it. You know, they, it was just a quick way to tie up a storyline. I mean, I think that's all it was, but it was still really bad. Um, the 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 attack on the ship, and then they just walk away with three ships somehow, despite it. Like they, we saw a giant army or uh, naval fleet out. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Outside of- and they snuck in there, yeah. and there's no explanation of how or why they did it. You know, it wasn't even. Yeah. It wasn't even ten good men or twelve good men. You weren't even trying. The interesting part, though, is um, I saw online that two of the Greyjoy men that were killed were uh, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and uh, Martin Starr from uh, 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 Silicon Valley and Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, I didn't notice it during the show. Yeah, I know you hate. That's the kind hate, of shit uh, that I hate. Uh, where I'm just like, who cares? <laughs> Like finding out that like James Bond was one of the star uh, stormtroopers in Force Awakens, and then like okay, that added nothing. I don't care. At least I didn't. I don't give him a fucking like speaking role like goddamn Ed Sheeran. Anyway, face, you're about to say something about the Greyjoy thing. Yeah. So Yara says something at the end, which I thought was interesting, where she said that this you know taking back the the Iron Islands would be a good fallback position if they needed to, and I thought that was either interesting or odd to bring up at that particular juncture because it almost is. Saying, well, okay, if there is an issue, so they're going to all retreat down there for what purpose? Yeah, I would think you, and then, and then like life on the Iron Islands fucking sucks. So like, I would rather yeah. take my chances and go to Essos as like an immigrant who doesn't speak the language and has no money and no friends than go live on a fucking shitty rock where they don't reap or they don't sow. You, you can't reap, I guess, if you don't sow. But they don't fucking plant shit. They just steal stuff. They don't. They don't have the ability to like. You can't make a life. Not who wants that. Apparently, you're uh, forgetting their ability to build the largest fleet the world's <laughs> ever seen within a week and a half. And no trees. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, uh, so stupid. And then like she has to punch her brother, and then that's like this like giving her. I don't, it's like this weird masculine bonding thing where they can't just make Yara a strong female character. They just have to make her a man. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like any of this, and I don't care about any of these people. I wanted Theon's redemption arc to, to mean something, um, but if it's just rescuing his sister, and I guess he's going back to fight, so I guess he could be useful somehow. Mm-hmm. How? <laughs> Well, you know, we do know that he can get kicked into Nards pretty hard in case yeah. that's the avenue of attack. He's just like, yeah. all right, I'm going to take care of this guy. I'm just going to kick him in the Nards. <laughs> what? The good thing is that they they spent all this time this episode talking about how the North remembers and how you're a foreign invader, yada, yada, yada. So when he goes back there, what's going to happen? Like, yeah, we're like, just going to forget that he just fucked over the Starks completely? That's the thing. It's just like Jamie, just like, f- f- listen, uh, Danny's, yeah, Danny's father burned Sansa's grandfather and uncle alive. Like the the North should remember that shit and not be okay with uh Danny. And, 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 but it seems more like they're concerned about well who's got the power, not fuck you, we hate you for what you've done to us. It's more like, well, we don't want you to rule us in the future. Oh, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, we gotta move on. Sorry. Yep. 
All right, so yeah. uh, let's talk about King's Landing. Cersei uh, receives <laughs> urine, uh, Greyjoy, <laughs> and uh, I don't. Uh, she agrees to have sex with him. I guess the only thing I can think about is I'm hoping that she's has something to do with the baby thing because even urine when he leaves her is just like I'm gonna put a prince in your belly, making me think that whoa, classic a, line, classic yeah, line. It's, it's what people say. Um, but it's making me think that she's gonna use him as like one of these baby daddy, uh, like switch up jobs, like something like if Maury was still around, like they'd need to do the DNA test. But it, I think oh, yeah. she's trying to think they that the they hem dudes up on that oh, child support. That's how they get you. <laughs> Eighteen yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, well, actually, I would love to see a uh, a, a Maury with your uh, great joy. You are not the father. <laughs> Just yeah. But you know, so one thing that I'm I'm confused on at this point is we saw last season at the after the meeting when Tyrion went to talk to Cersei directly after the uh, tete a tete did not work is she was not drinking alcohol, which would seem to implicate that she was might be pregnant. Although I don't know whether we know if they know in this world that alcohol might result in fetal alcohol syndrome. But uh, to me, I th- thought that was the tie-in. You know, is that she didn't drink alcohol with Tyrion, so. That's an indication she's pregnant, but now she's back drinking wine again. So I wonder if that actually means something or if that's just uh, sloppy storytelling. I don't know, but she seemed kind of like sad when uh, when Urine left the room. I don't know what that look was about. Mm-hmm. Well, she just got, I mean, Urine. <laughs> she got Urine on. All right. Um, yeah. Uh, and another thing that makes me mad is the, the relationship that the Sir Gregor has with Cersei. They seem to have a telepathic relationship because this is like not the first time that like Cersei wants somebody to approach her um, and the mountain steps away in which moments before somebody tries to approach her and the mountain gets in the way and there's no verbal commands. I just find it weird. I do too. It's irritating. Maybe she's his dragon. Uh, let's hope so. And She rides him. Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. Wouldn't it be funny if they were having an affair this whole time? Uh, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, undead, undead D. Let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Mm. Okay, Gendry and the Hound. I feel like uh, Arya, Gendry, and the Hound reuniting was uh, unsatisfying all around. Yes. But, but they are setting up Gendry and This was a theme of the, this fuck. episode. Probably yes, but this is this was like a, a thought a theme in this one. There were a lot of dull reunions on this episode. This was one of them. Sansa and Tyrion was very underwhelming. Oh yeah, the dragon and the Northerners. Uh, you could argue was a reunion of some sort. Um, very underwhelming reunions. What which was one of the strengths of the last season. So this one in particular stood out as just uh, ugh. yeah, I mean, wasted opportunity. I would have loved to seen like I don't know some resolution between like uh, Arya and uh, the Hound, and it seemed like there kind of was, but it wasn't enough. Like I would have loved to have seen them like, "Fuck you, fuck you," and then just smile and walk away. Just some kind of like warmth between them, like bygones are bygones. Uh, I-, I didn't like what happened, and then with her and Gendry, I guess it was it was fine, but there didn't seem to be much warmth. There was a little bit of flirting, which I found strange. Uh, and then what's this deal with her weapon? She's like, can you make this crazy thing for me? 
And I paused it to look what it was. It looks like just a spear with a um, dragonglass tip. And then on the on the schematic, it just says dragonglass and has an arrow pointing to the fucking head. <laughs> it's so fucking idiotic. Yeah, the idea that, uh, I know, suspension of disbelief, but, uh, I mean, obsidian, you don't just melt it. It's not like, I don't... Yeah, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. I thought See, you just chip it away. Silly. Yeah, flint napping. Yeah. And why would you waste it in such a large battle axe? Like, I, do you I don't know. need that much? Really? Yeah, just yeah, like like a almost like a you should have like a drill uh, or like a bit, you know, right. carbide tipped. You know, just put it on the edge of it. You know, I, wouldn't it make more sense to make a yeah. many more arrows as opposed to just one axe? I don't know. I, I you can't really whirly bird a an arrow though. That's a key consideration. <laughs> you want the whirly bird to happen so bad, don't you? <laughs> Absolutely. And now, just to clarify, the whirly bird, just like somebody like spinning around, like they're gonna launch, uh, what are the like the discus thing where they're just spinning around, only they're holding their sword out, chopping people up. Is Perfectly that what you're saying? Two swords. Yes. Okay, two swords. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh. So yeah, we t- t- talked briefly the Glovers bitch out because i guess john bethany to danny is the excuse that they're using but i think it's they couldn't get back the actor and they didn't want to recast oh speaking of which i think that's what they did with the whole elephant thing i think the cersei being upset about the elephants and mentioning it twice was like a meta commentary of the creators thinking that they like apologizing to the audience by setting up that there would be elephants and then saying we don't have the money for elephants Let's no question just, about it. Let's yeah. just tell the audience. Let's apologize by putting it into Cersei's mouth. No question about it. I mean, that I'm sure that would have been hugely expensive in terms of CGI uh, to try to interweave those in battles. So, I mean, I guess I'm glad they told us now, so we're not expecting it down the road. We got that wonderful dragon flying scene, yeah. and, we, and we got new toys on the chessboard. Oh, speaking of the chessboard, uh, when I watched it the second time, it looked like after the wall got dropped down, there was like this, like ice tile thing that rolled up on the Umber House. You guys remember that? Mm-hmm. And it stopped there. Yes. It made me think, like, is next week the tile thing going to get a little bit closer? Like, is every week the toy uh, chessboard or whatever they're setting up is that going to be different every week? Maybe. You're telling me it's like it's showing the the advance of the the army. Yep. That's what it looked like to me. Yes. Be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be interesting. All right, uh, let's talk about uh, Danny and uh, Samuel Tarley. Um, so, yeah, Bowie. <laughs> Jesus. So Sam, uh, Danny goes down to thank uh, Sam at the BS to Jorah for saving his life. Uh, and things get awkward where Danny's like, oh, what's your father's name? Randall Tarley? You know him? Oh, yeah, I burned him alive. <laughs> Sam's like, well, at least I can go back home with my brother being in charge. Uh, no, I burned your brother alive. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I mean, she did have to give the advice, but I don't know why she didn't act more sympathetic. Yeah, she should have been like, I gave them away. And she did. I mean, like, she she said they could bend the knee. And then Tyrion, like, it wasn't her uh, idea, but Tyrion's like, you can take the black. And then Tarly's like, no, fuck that. She can't send me to the wall. She's not my queen. So, like... Her, his dad refused clemency. She gave two clemencies, bend the knee, and then the idea of accepting the uh, the Night's Watch was thrown out there. Like Danny didn't have time mm-hmm. to like approve it, but it was still like something that was offered by you know 
Tyrion, the hand of the queen. I don't know. So fuck, fuck Sam's dad. It does suck that her, his brother died, but that, he kind of volunteered for that shit. I don't know. I yeah. don't. I don't. I mean, I understand what they're trying to do from a character perspective, making Sam question uh, Daenerys fit to be a ruler. But at the same time, like as a as an audience member, I don't care. Like I don't have any problem. No, with I, her burning I, those I disagree with your take on this. What? I, I take I did because I did think it was it helped in the show that. Uh, illustrate that Danny's transition into overseeing his people of the North and that John's bending the knee to her is more complicated than, Hey, we're just reuniting these, these people. Um, you know, it's, it shows that not all of her decisions are, are, are good from the perspective of that, of the people that she's now overseeing. And even, you know, especially for, for Samuel, who usually just kind of follows John blindly more or less, you know, I think it forces him to take a look at her decisions of whether, he actually thinks that she's a ruler that's good and worthy. So I did think that it was a really good juxtaposition of the two. Danny's coming to save us while she's done things that people might not agree with uh, of, of the new people she's overseeing. So I thought this scene was able to illustrate that very well. But saying that, yeah, do you still feel the same way when Sam turns around and says, well, you were a king to John and you let people go or you did this or you did that, kind of comparing him to Danny and would you do mm-hmm. this or not? Do you still feel the same way? Because John didn't know he was a king at any point, so it almost feels like that the, the showrunners are pushing character more than anything. Right. I, I just I thought it illustrated how Danny's leadership is more complicated than it might seem on the surface. I agree with that because I think it, like the biggest takeaway for me was like some of your actions have unintended consequences, like this butterfly right. effect. Like just because she burned some people, you know, hundreds of maybe thousands of miles away in the south, uh, that that maybe deserved it. Now it's hurt her relationship with this guy um, and has unintended consequences. So yes. I, I and like so the complexity this, of that. Right. And so I was complaining about them driving what seemed to be artificial wedges between the potential people who sit on the, you know, the throne at the end. And this one actually felt like a realistic, uh, non-manufactured uh, wedge between characters. I agree with you hundred percent from a character mm-hmm. perspective, but like I said, as an audience member, uh, I don't question Daenerys, Daenerys, Daenerys uh, effectiveness as a ruler because I thought those people should have died too. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Uh, and then for some reason, Sam goes out to get air and then he's met with Bran. And Bran's like, uh, somebody's got to tell my brother and I'm going to say not it. And he puts a finger to his nose. Uh, and I don't know why Bran's like, you got to tell him now. But Sam. Uh, it doesn't even have time to process the death of his father and his brother. Uh, and now he's got to go tell John that uh, his whole life is a lie. It seemed weird. And Bran's ex- uh, excuse is, I'm waiting for an old friend, which presumably is uh, Jamie, which we'll get into in a second. But So Sam goes well, down I mean, there. What's that? I was going to say, this is, you're, you're absolutely right. And this is why, to me, the whole, the whole episode felt so rushed. It's like you're, you're, it's every scene is something new, something new, something new. And I know they have so much time to get through all, all this stuff, but it, it was almost way too fast. Yeah. Way break. Especially with the, the, the beginning of the episode where they're just marching around for 10 minutes. And I mean, you can say that like, uh, uh, could we, uh, just get another, a full episode of just character moments. Like I understand that this show is expensive and I understand a big part of that is not just CGIing and the fucking sets, but it's also the characters, the actors demand so much fucking money uh, after being on a show that you know success, you know success upon success. I'm sure they're getting paid at some kind of scale. 
Um, but just to have these characters fucking talk in a room. Like, you could film Danny and Samuel talking in a, I don't know, or or John and Sam in a, in a dungeon or whatever it was without extras, without, I don't know. Yes, it's all a rush. So Dan, uh, but Samuel goes down, tells John, John doesn't freak out too much. It's almost like he like stops like when he walks away. Remember that shit where like he's walking away. He's like, I'm not talking about the king of the north. I'm talking about the kings of the whole seven kingdoms. And John like stops in his tracks. And I thought that was cheesy as fuck. Or mm-hmm. they're alluding to the fact that he kind of suspected or knew, which seems even cheesier somehow. I don't know. But what a, it was guess, a shitty reveal. The question is, it will and how, yes. I guess the question is how much does John figure it out just by riding that dragon is it from that or is it from just like in the back of his mind he's always known in a way type of, that type of way uh, we don't know and uh, and it's just it's I think it's because we're rushed we don't have enough of those moments exactly. where, where uh, John questions himself I don't know but it was underwhelming and then to follow up on that underwhelming uh, scene we get uh, Jamie riding into Winterfell incognito, takes off his uh, hood, and he just sees Bran, like, across the way. That would have been more <laughs> powerful if, like, if, like, Jamie would have got off the horse and, like, uh, Bran would have been, like, right behind him in the wheelchair going, hello, or something. I don't know. It just seemed weird. Like, it just seemed like a shitty fucking ending. He just, like, looks around. He's like, oh, fuck. Like, what is... <laughs> I, I like that. I like that scene. I thought it was good, um, but I did it did raise a lot of questions. Like, what has Bran been doing this whole time? Who's changing his diapers or moving him around? You know, he yeah, seems like no he's been sitting out overnight there. Yeah, it's bizarre. So, uh, um, but that I guess he just sat there for over a day to wait for Jamie to show up, but he could just night. have his caretaker wheel him out when Jamie's going to arrive because he supposedly knows everything. Very, very odd circumstances around what Bran is, is doing. But I did like the, the Bran seeing Jamie and kind of stopping him in his tracks because I'm sure Jamie's showing up there <clears throat> thinking I'm going to be a hero. I'm, I plan to pledge my allegiance to them. And uh, this is the most important thing. I think and then he, he, Okay. He rises and he's got a reminder of, "Hey, I pushed a kid out of a of an open window to kill him because I was banging my sister." I guess you know, that's, so a, that's I, an I internal do... struggle. That's an internal struggle that I guess yes. we're supposed to interpret by looking at the shock that's on Jamie's face. But I like I, I would have I don't know I'll just make a small tweak and say, "Hello, Kingslayer." Or something like that, or I don't know. Do the then, little uh, like two finger wave with just the thumb and index finger. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Or I don't know. Like... After, after all the after all the crappy reveals through the entire episode, the fact that it looked that kind of on a cliffhanger with that last reveal, I, I actually kind of liked it. I, I guess I don't know. I, I thought it was underwhelming, and uh, and it was just like, okay, this is what's going to happen next episode. Um, and the I mean, speaking of that, we know that next episode is going to be more setup, right? Because. Well, one one other thing I did want to point out is we had the return of sex position in this episode. Oh, we we forgot a whole about that thing yeah. about uh, Braun and goddamn it, that was so. Uh, was that? Do you think that was like ton and cheek going like, oh yeah, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna do an old school sex position scene. Yes, which they didn't actually explain anything. They just talked about the dragon. So, I mean, it was I, I really that scene made no sense whatsoever to me, other than they were attempting to insert nudity in into it it's the only explanation for that scene um and apparently one of the um so they were discussing people who were burned by dragons yeah bronze got ptsd but i don't they didn't even seem to like 
come into play. I don't know. Keep going. Yeah, well, supposedly the one who had his face burned off that's uh, was Ed Sheeran's character is what people online are saying. Why? Why are they saying I that? I don't know. Who cares? If, if it is, I mean, I assume that... <laughs> if it is, great. Who cares? It says the guy talking into the microphone about the show. <laughs> but about that fucking detail, like, I don't... Uh, yeah. And then we also so, didn't discuss... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Face. Well, I, go ahead. I have another scene we didn't discuss either, but you go... Uh, were you going to bring up the hearth home scene? Is that the ember oh, yeah. scene? Yeah. Yes. The last yes, hearth. Yes, I was. All right. So okay. just this last thing about Bron. I mean, getting like Bron to like kill Jamie and Tyrion. I don't believe he's going to do that. I mean, he could, but I mean, why? Like, I, I, I wasn't know. clear on which one he was supposed to kill. I think he'll, either one I would be both. okay. Yeah, or both. Yeah. Particularly Tyrion, if if she's giving him the crossbow that killed her father. So I would think that's that's Tyrion. Was that the crossbow that killed the father, or was that the one that? Oh, you know, I thought it was Joffrey's crossbow, and that that was the tie to Jaime because that was his son. But uh, if it's the one that killed well, the which father, one then think yeah, about that it. Also Step sense. outside and think about which one has more impact. I assumed it was the one that killed Tywin. Yeah. Okay, I mean, people can be wrong here, but. <laughs> You're wrong for starting a podcast. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, let's talk about uh, a haunted house, <laughs> shitty haunted house. That is the last hearth, otherwise known as the worst scene of the entire show. Yeah, I've always had blue I, eyes. Yeah, people people flipped out about that line. I don't I don't know that I even understand it really. I because I, I, the the reanimated whites or the the yeah. zombies have glowing blue eyes. And I guess the implication is that for a second, Dolores thought his normal blue eyes <laughs> were the yeah, but still reanimated like, blue what? eyes of zombies. I still don't understand why that like people like that line so much. I, I thought they I, hated they, like, the, the line. weird pause. No, people on Reddit love it. They said it's the funniest line. I, yeah, yeah, I, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, it really didn't make it. I mean. It's like they had this like moment where it took him to realize Dolores to realize that he wasn't undead when it's pretty fucking obvious right away. I, I just I don't know. That scene was really weird to me. Yeah, I, I didn't like the ending of that scene where they indicated that the Night King was leaving the message. Um, why would you leave a message for somebody who's behind the army? Right. Yeah. Doesn't make any and if, sense. And if and if you if you care enough to leave a message, why don't you just turn around and deal with them? I, I didn't get that at all. No, it was bizarre. It's dumb. It's it's tropey, you know, you know, eighteen level TV writing. This is what we're dealing with. This is uh, the fan fiction that is uh, the TV version of A Song of Ice and Fire. Uh, but the the one interesting part of it is, well, I'm going to make it interesting because I'm going to bring it back to some kind of thematic th- uh, self serving th- theory that I have about the star. So it looked like a bleeding star, or at least an on fire star. Once the uh, Don Darian set the little boy on fire, and then the looked like a swastika too. The the spiral like art form, the crafts that they did on the wall. So it kind of looked like the red star. That's all I'm saying. Or the comet. This is a spaceship. I could see. I I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, spaceship. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I don't know. Let's. Is there anything else, or we just want to wrap it up, put it in context of. I, is there anything um, to talk about Arya and John? I mean, 
I mean, how do you feel about that? I thought it was sweet for a second because there wasn't until they started talking. Like I just liked yeah, the I, uh, hugging, and that was fun. It seemed really. Emotional. I was the same way. Started out good, yeah. and then it went downhill. Wasted reunion. Another one. Was there any decent <clears throat> reunions? Were there any good reunions? Not that I can think of. For me, Brandon and Jamie were the best one at the end. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, that one was good. I thought yes. Yeah. But we only got the you know one percent of what would presumably happen in that interaction. Um, while being subjected to uh, Brand's weirdness. Well, Jamie's got beef, and like, there's a lot of people he needs to like connect with. So Jamie's got to make the rounds because, uh, you know, it's he's got Brand, which is probably the biggest one. He's got his brother, who he hasn't. Well, I guess he. Never mind. He saw him in the fucking Red Keep in that weird, dumb scene where they set up the meeting. Right. So I guess that doesn't need. That's not a big deal. Uh, but there's Brianne. Who I guess he talked to briefly. Never mind. I guess he's caught up with everybody. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Brienne, where's Brienne this entire episode? She does not appear in this episode. Uh, who knows where? Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was, I'm optimistic based on the trailer for next episode. It looks like she will actually start happening. But I will be if they if next episode happens and we don't actually see fighting between the uh, the North and the undead, I will be angry as shit. Um, which the trailer, it could go either way. Uh, you know, I don't I, think, I don't I, think we're going to see, I think they're going to end it. Yeah. They're going to oh end it right God. before the, the battle starts. It looks like they're at the rampart or something like that waiting. Oh my God. I, agree. Gonna I so think angry. it's going to be all set up again next week. I think we might see like a scouting party or something, <laughs> get demolished or something, but I don't think we're going to see any kind of real battle happen. Mm-mm-mm. All right. Well, I guess I'll start mentally stealing myself for that. Yeah. Just just think about two weeks from now when the real shit goes on. All off. right. All right. Fourteen so sleeps. Fourteen's uh, thirteen now. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, let's rate this episode. So, uh, face. I don't know if you remember, but it's a, a ten point scale or five point scale. Ten. No. Ten. Ten increments. Five point scale. Zero to five point five increments. It's very simple. Or you can do the sandwich scale that Brian's into. Um, let's let's hear it, Face. You go first. I think the best I can do for this one is two and a half. Solid. Uh, no need to elaborate, Brian. Good. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I think I'm with uh, Face. I think a 2.5. I'm going to say 3.0 just because I had lower <laughs> expectations and I want to be a little difficult. Um, what, what a cuck. But guess what? You guys win because that doesn't, that we don't round up. So that's uh 2.5 overall. Uh, so it's not disappointing yet. Maybe it's somewhat disappointing if you had loftier expectations, which sounds like you guys did. Um, so I would say temper those things, get ready for an awful episode, and then you might be pleasantly surprised. Okay. It's a life lesson for you. That's a good way to uh, make your entertainment choices. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, enjoy uh, next season or next uh, episode, and I guess we'll be back next Tuesday to talk about it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, this, this one didn't work <laughs> out good. too well. <laughs> All right, guys. See you next Tuesday. If everyone lowers your expectations on the podcast, it yes, will be good. Yes, definitely do that. Bye.